And I asked God, I said, God, are you real? To this point in my life, he had never been real to me. He had never spoken to me. I really opened up and, and I cried out and I said, God, if you're real and you'll be real to me, then, then I will give you my life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. My name is Zach Carpenter, and today I am here with Danny and Carice Kane. And so I think we'll just start things off with uh, maybe you could both could tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and where you went to college, and things like that. Okay, I'll, I can start. So my name is Danny, um, and so I grew up in a small town in Ohio. Um, it was actually, it was a village. It was called the village of Verona. It had like 200, 300 something people. And, um, went to high school there. And then I went to college at Wright State University. And there I, I majored in computer engineering. And I'll pass to my wife. So I'm Carice and I grew up in uh, Palatine, Illinois, which is a northwest suburb of Chicago. And growing up, um, I ended up going to college. Well, I went to a few different colleges, but I started at the University of Illinois at Chicago for one semester. And then I transferred to a nearby community college for two years or a year and a half. And then from there, I transferred to the University of Hawaii at Manoa. And in the end, I ended up graduating, uh, majoring in psychology. Okay, cool. It sounds like, Carice, you had a little bit of an adventure going from place to place. What was your uh, guys' Christian experience growing up? And when did you come to know the Lord? Did you grow up in a Christian home? Um, what was your experience of the Lord Jesus growing up? So growing up, um, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, going to church regularly every Sunday. Um, but I do remember, especially when I was around a teenager, I remember that's when maybe I started really considering my faith and really considering what I believe, especially when there was times when I would go out to a park. Um, our, our house had a park in front of it. And then sometimes I would go out there and just play out there, sometimes even at, at night. And I remember like at night, especially when there was a, a lot of stars and stuff in the sky, I would sit there and like just stare at the stars. And then I would start thinking about the universe. Mm -hmm. And particularly, a lot of times this train of thought led me to think about eternity. And, and that always scared me because it's something I could never grasp, something having no beginning and no end. And it really like made me consider my faith and even my faith as a Christian. And at that time I was like, well, I, I believe there's a God and I believe the God of the Bible is the God who created everything. And I, I believe there was a purpose, but at that time I, I wasn't sure and I remember making this determination within myself and saying to myself that I hope I live long enough 
to find out definitely and to know with certainty what is true and what is real. Mm-hmm. If, if it's not Christianity, if it's not the God of the Bible, I want to find out what is true and what is real. And, and that really stuck with me. And I, but I continue to go to church, continue to just grow up. And actually growing up, I, I got into actually a lot of trouble. I wasn't the, the best kid um, in, in high school. Um, I, didn't, I hung out with a, not the best crowd. And I did a lot of, of dumb things that um, really, really could have got me arrested or really could have got me killed in many different ways. And that kind of progressed, even though outwardly I kept going to church and was a, a seemingly good Christian a person growing up, but, but actually I was pretty far away from God and, and just my living. And I really didn't have any kind of relationship with God. And I kept pushing the bounds further and further growing up and, and even risking my life more and more because I started getting a little bit more hooked on the adrenaline of pushing myself further and pushing myself further. And I mean, whether it was skydiving, bungee jumping, rock climbing, running with the bulls, it just, the next thing that I could do that would give me more adrenaline and be more exciting and keep like pushing the bounds, which, which ultimately led me to a point where one time I almost died um, doing something stupid. I was in Switzerland and I was rock climbing without any gear. And I got to a point where I thought I was stuck and was was not gonna make it off the, the mountain. And that was one of the times where I, I had a turn and I really desperately had a very genuine prayer to God that if he would just have mercy on me and not let me die. And, and after that prayer, I, I ended up actually making it out of there and, and not dying. But I, I just remember when I did, for the first time I actually thanked God, where so much I had put myself in so many situations and risked my life. And, but after I made it through it, it was like, okay, what's the next thing? But I never had any consideration that, like, I, I could have died there, and or that I didn't die there, and God had any mercy on me for not dying that in the, in the certain situations I put myself in. But after this situation, I, I really had a lot of just thanking God for not letting me die in that situation, and. Ultimately, I think this helped open me up to having more genuine prayers with God. And there was an, a time shortly after this that I just was at a time in my life that was low. I was really low. And I had another very genuine, honest conversation with God. And I say that because even though I had been a Christian for so long, most of my prayers were pretty 
shallow, superficial prayers or form. They were more, you know, the formula play is like, I need to pray in this way, in this order. I heard other people pray this way. So I'm like copying them and this is a good prayer or this is what makes a good prayer. But this time I just dropped all that and just genuinely and honestly, I, it was more even like a crying out to God. And I asked God, I said, God, are you real? Because I had heard about how God was real to other, other believers, other believers that I knew, other Christians, that some were like me. God wasn't that real. They were Christians, but they were kind of in the same boat as I was in. But to others, God was very real to them. And God spoke to them. God led them. And up in this, to this point in my life, God had never been that to me. He had never been real to me. He had never spoken to me, or at least any, anything that I was aware of. He had never led me in any way that I was aware of. So I really opened up and, and I cried out and I said, God, if you're real and you'll be real to me, and I can know certainly without doubt that you are real and you're living then, then I will give you my life and I, I I'll give everything and I won't hold anything back that, but you, but it was, it was kind of conditional. I said, but God, you have to be real to me. And, and I prayed it and I, I meant it. I prayed it with, with tears and I prayed it sincerely from my heart. And actually the Lord right after that was very faithful to answer that prayer. And the Lord became so real to me. And in the change, it was, it was just so dramatic, the difference. From before, I hoped God was real. I, I, I hoped, you know, it was like I, I grew up this way. I hoped everything that I heard or what the Bible said was real. But after this moment, after God came in, he was so real. He was just as real to me as I am to myself or is that I think I'm, I'm a real and living person. I have self-aware is like, God, was that real to me? And there was no more. I couldn't deny he was real. I couldn't and argue in some way that he, he's not real because he, he appeared to me in such a way. And, and that, that moment was absolutely the most, I would say, critical point or turning point in my life. And it just changed my life. It was just a 180 after that point. It was so wonderful. And God was so sweet. And I guess I can pass it over to my wife now. <laughs> so I guess for, for me, growing up, um, I did grow up in a Christian home also, and my parents both, um, I guess they just encouraged me and my four siblings just to, um, just to learn to know who God is and even to have a relationship with God. And so I know for some, like the thought of having a relationship with God seems very strange um, maybe God is far off to you or to others who talk about God. But to me, since I was very young, when I prayed and received the Lord, I knew at a young age that actually I could talk to God. You know, he's, he's real to me and he's very near to me. And 
I could tell him everything. So, you know, in elementary school, junior high, high school, there's so much going on, you know, in your life as you're growing up with your friends, activities, school, um, your home, family life. And I always knew that I could talk to the Lord about what I was feeling, what I was going through. Um, But that was kind of as far as it went for me was I saw God as like someone who was like a close friend to me and I could open up up to him. But I never really saw much of what is his purpose. So I think Danny had mentioned that, you know, God has a purpose. And to see this, we really need to come to the word, the Bible. And so growing up, I always had access to the Bible, but I never really took time to read it thoroughly. Um, You know, I'd occasionally read parts and pieces or I'd learn a few verses, um, but it really wasn't until college that I left home and in my leaving home, I became really desperate. Um, I was in an unfamiliar place with unfamiliar people. um, And I just knew like I needed, I needed the Lord. (laughs) And so I would continue praying, but then I had this new desire to read the Bible. So I actually started reading the book of Acts. I don't know if it was through someone's suggestion or I just opened it up, but I just started reading. And the more that I would read the word, the more clear I became about what is on God's heart. So it was no longer just, okay, what's on my heart? What does Carice want? What does she need? But then I, I began to have a turn to see more of like, what is God after? And I was very fortunate in growing up. I had a lot of other Christians my age to pursue the Lord with in a way that was, you know, just coming together in each other's homes. And we would maybe sing, uh, maybe read a little bit of the Bible. Sometimes a little bit older ones would speak to us. And so I had ones to go on with. And I knew that this was essential in my Christian life. And so when I went to college, I started reading the word more. And I knew that I had to be around Christians. I knew I needed to have companions, ones my age to really open up to about, you know, where I'm at with the Lord and how to go on with the Lord. Um, And even in college, I started having a burden that others would know the Lord. So I'm pretty shy. I don't like getting to know new people that easily. Um, But I knew this was God's heart because all of a sudden I wanted other people to know about him. And so me and some other believers, we would, we would just go and talk to people and even hand out Bibles because now I knew how much I treasured the Bible. Um, And throughout college, this was sort of my experience that I just kept surrounding myself with other Christians and kept getting into the Bible. And the more I did this, the more it was like everything else just faded away. Any anxieties, um, any confusion. As I mentioned earlier, I switched schools a couple times. I, I changed my major a couple times. And in all these things, I learned to just 
open it up to the Lord. I knew I could talk to him and, and bring these things to him because it matters to him concerning us. And so, yeah, I guess even today, that's just how I'm continuing on. I'm just remaining, being in the word, surrounding myself with others who love the Lord um, and trying to share the Lord with others. Yeah, I think that's really wonderful. You know, you can clearly see in both of your lives just God's outpouring of his grace and his mercy. And even though, you know, both your experiences are pretty disparate, <laughs> they're not really similar in a lot of ways, but I think you can clearly see in both, you know, just the Lord sovereignly arranging so many different things. And it's I've always been really encouraged by both of your stories and both of your testimonies. And so with that, I think that's all we have time for today for part one of Danny and Chris's testimony. And in the next episode, we'll get into more of their experience of the Lord and how they came to be on the campus at Wright State as staff members. And so I hope you're really excited about that. That should be posted on February 21st. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, christians.on.campus. And also make sure to check out our YouTube channel, Christians on Campus at Wright State. And I'll link both of those in the description so you can check those out. So with that, I'll hopefully I'll see you next time and grace and peace be with you.